Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. We have the most wanted man in SBG Ireland. This man <laughs> has racked up 11 Pro MMA wins. He is Mild Splinter Price. Mild, hey, how are you doing? How is it going? Thanks so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Miles, great Absolutely to have you. no problem. Well, so where, exactly, where exactly are you based now, just during this uh, quarantine? I'm down here in Kilkenny. I'm stuck indoors here in Kilkenny with uh, my girlfriend and my, my animals. So they're keeping me company and doing a bit of uh, online work at the moment. So, yeah, it's good. What animals do you have, actually? I have a dog and I have two cats. Oh, so the house is full. It's a zoo. Full house. Full zoo. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, proper animal person. Yeah, so. Some people might say Miles Exotic. That's it, Miles Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Exotic for president. <laughs> you better believe it. You better believe it. Miles, uh, how's training going gr- during quarantine? Are you doing much running or what have you been doing? Uh, I try to train every day anyway, so I get about half an hour to an hour in every day and I just kind of like go with the flow. What I don't want to do, you know, like if I want to go for a run, I go for a run. When I do kettlebells, I do kettlebells. If I want to do MMA-based stuff, I do that, you know, so... I think uh, when you're kind of stuck indoors and you're doing all this stuff, you know, I don't particularly want to have a routine. I just want to know that I'm going to train every day and I just push myself every day and that's it. Yeah. Do you find it difficult getting up every day doing it? Because like we've been basically in quarantine for a month now. Do you think it's like, and like there's no date set where we, everything goes back to normal. Do you, do you find it difficult to get up? Not really. You know, I've trained in worse circumstances than this, to be honest with you. you know, it's, I don't know. Do you know, when you train when you train two or three times a day for uh, competitions, like, you know what I mean? And you've been doing it for over, for a certain period of time, it doesn't, it kind of, it kind of, feel, it doesn't really feel normal unless you train on a daily basis. So I don't really think about it. I, I just do it to, I don't do it to train for fights. I do it because it just makes me feel better as a person, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I do it for that reason. I think if I did it for fights, I probably wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually great. Like, you know? That's actually great to hear, isn't it? Yeah, no, it really is. Uh, we we love hearing that people love doing what they do, and you know they're not just in it for for the money. You know what I mean? No. Um, did I, did I, you have anything lined up before this all happened, Miles? Or uh, I was in, in talks about. Uh, well, to be honest with you, I, I was meant to fight on the uh, November card there in London against Alfie Davies, but my mom felt very sick, and I just had to have my priorities in check there, and I looked after her. She moved in with me for a while, so uh, that was the last time I'd worried about a fight. But uh, yeah, I was talking to, I was talking to my manager and all that, and we had fights lined up, some good fights. So you know, I don't know if it's going to be with Bellator or anything like that because there's kind of a you know a bit of clash of interest there but sure we'll see you know what i mean for what happens when i come back yeah i'm very sorry to hear that was but um like uh, like as ross mentioned earlier in the 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 the, the great intro that uh you're one of the most wanted men in ireland but uh can you tell us exactly how you started mixed martial arts because uh it's very interesting you have a very interesting background um well first off i i was a I worked in a gym in Kilkenny called Euro Gym. Uh, I kind of did my fitness trade there. And then a lad came into the gym, Polish fella, Adam Schlewinski, and he had a set of cabbages for years on him, you know. I was like, what the fuck's going on with this lad? <laughs> and uh, I, I, just, I just started training with him. I was just curious, like, what wrestling was. I didn't really know what it was. He was Polish wrestling champion at the time. And I was like, fuck, right. Like, I mean, 
I might as well take advantage of this like while it's here, you know what I mean? So I just yeah. started training with him every day. He became a great friend of mine and I went to, uh, I did all the MMA leagues when Mark Leonard was running at the time. Had my first pro fight after training away a bit. I went on a J1 is what I did when I was like 18 or something, uh, 17 or 18. And then uh, I was trained, first gym I trained in America was SPG Berkeley under Alan and Lily Cagle. They had a great gym over there. I loved the gym over there. It was fantastic. And uh, yeah, sure, I had my first fight on Tribal Warfare when I came back and uh, kind of went from there then. Yeah, and you're addicted, were you? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed competing, yeah. That's class. There's a serious bug to it, isn't there, MMA? Like, people just get it and, like, they can't get enough of it. Yeah, that is it, like, you know, uh, it's just one of the, I think it's the, the, I think it's the high of a win as well, you know what I mean? And, and the, the, the learning curve of a loss as well, you know, like they're, they're, they're the two, they're two, they're, they're two extreme polar opposites. Like there's, the win is like super high and then the loss is like, you know, super tough and you have to like, you learn a lot about yourself. So for me, it's a win-win kind of thing, you know, so it just teaches me a lot about me. Like, you know? Yeah. You're obviously based now out in Kilkenny, but like you do t- train team. I know a lot as well in Dublin. Um, how, how did you first like come across team I know in Dublin? Yeah, I just messaged Andy to be honest with you. I've always been one of those guys that uh, I, you, you might notice, like, if I'm on the lead up to a fight, I'll train in a couple of different places. Like, you know, depend. Like, I train as well with Mark Hasserly and champion Muay Thai. He does me pads. And, I, I, and I, I, I've always kind of been a bit like that. Like, you know what I mean? I'm loyal and I'm committed to one particular team. But I love traveling to different gyms to get different ideas and perspectives and, and roll with different bodies. So... I, I was never really afraid to just find out, like, after I had me bit with SVG, I was like, look, the next best team in Ireland is Team Rhino. It's that simple, you know, so it's not beat around the bush. Just ask them. And my auntie uh, lived literally like a stone throw away from the, the gym in Bally, Baldoyle at the time. So, and, you know, they're, they're right up my street personality-wise, the likes of the, the, <laughs> the north side lads, like, you know, the six takers, they're a bit rough and ready, you know, so I was like, oh, can't, can't, you know, it's a win-win for me. <laughs> yeah, no, there's some, there's some there's some serious personalities in there, like from like Neil yeah. to Redzer to Andy Ryan as well. Like he's yeah. oh, he's got you, right? you wouldn't want to have a you wouldn't you want to have thick enough skin hanging around with boys. <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember actually in the build up to two it was two Bellators ago in Dublin and uh, I interviewed Redzer and then after I asked Andy to take a photograph of me and Redzer and then he ended up taking a few selfies and then the next like later on <laughs> the day later on the day I was like what the fuck is this. <laughs> <laughs> that's Andy alright yeah, yeah. In, in, in fairness I think it's great that you open yourself up Miles and you you know you go around the gyms and train uh, I've actually heard great things of Mark uh, Castley. I actually know a fellow Connor O'Reilly who trains in champion and he couldn't speak any higher of him yeah he is isn't he? I actually work with Connor, so uh, he's, he's a good mate of mine and then obviously like the guys in Rhino are top level as well and then I think you're notoriously known for going out and doing a bit of training in AKA. How did the training in AKA come about? Uh, well, I'd be honest with you, I lost the Norman Park fight and uh, it was kind of one of those things that I always knew I was going to fight Norman again. Uh, circumstances weren't like, you know, I just came to fight and I wasn't even really thinking of the fight against Norman, to be honest. I just kind of like went straight into it. I was like, ah, do you know what? I prepared for a fight. Fuck it. Like, how am I going to turn down a co-main event against Norman? Just do it, you know? Uh, I knew I had my advantages going into the fight. I would have liked more time to prepare wrestling-wise. And 
but I don't regret a thing about that because that's why I went to AKA, you know, because I literally, like, he, he fucking kicked me arse in wrestling. Like, he tossed me around the place, you know. It was kind of like, it was a typical striker versus wrestler fight. He came out all battered. Like, it was a clear advantage for me for striking. Uh, got up to my feet a few times, which is okay, but, uh, you know, uh, wrestling-wise, he was just on another level. He's one of the best in the world at that, you know. Like having that kind of grindy style and just getting through. He is. He loves up against the cage, doesn't he? He's brilliant at it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have to. I have to give it to him. And look, you can either be bitter about your losses to your opponents, or you can learn from it. You know. And I choose. I chose to go to, you know, the best wrestling place in America. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. The guys, even the well, who I lived with, Kyle Crutchmere, is like a two-time double A wrestler, and got loads of sparring in with a lot of great guys over there. And I was like, you know what? I I wanted to go to Jackson Wink. Uh, I messaged TriStar. I was getting onto Redzer about TriStar. And uh, do you know what? Irish weather, I was like, I'm not going to fucking TriStar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and then Jackson Wink, I heard it was like a lot of domestics going on and a lot of like, you know, uh, people falling out with it. I don't like fuck that. Like, I know that's in every gym, but like some gyms are worse than others. And I was like, oh, here, like, you know, I, I think I'll go to AKA because. Uh, that's a family them. there. Huh? It's like a family AK. That's that's why you hear the guys talk about it. Yeah, oh no, it is, it is, it is a family. Like it's the same as any other massive gym like that, like SVG, American Top Team, AK. There's a lot of little circles within big gyms like that. Uh, it's a community type of gym, depending on your personality and who you get on with and who you don't. There's always going to be like animosity in massive gyms like that. It's a fighter's gym and there's, you know, egos involved. But for me, I feel like AK was the was a great fit for me uh, beforehand and more so afterwards as well. You know, like I made a great connection with everyone over there. Uh, I get on great with everyone over there. And uh, Javier, I consider a very good friend and a great coach, so, yeah. yeah. How often would um, you go over there? And how long would, the, sorry Ross, how, how long was would you go there for? And um, how much time would you actually spend there as well? Well, first time I spent there was for three months, and then the second time was for two months, and then now I'm just going to stick on over every month. I was actually meant to go over only a few weeks ago to to train with Habib and a couple of my friends over there, like Kyle and, and a lot of good lads had fights coming up. So I was like, you know what? Even if I don't have any coming up, I just want to go over to keep the connection and see the guys over there, you know what I mean? Because I yeah. do just being there in general it's a nice break away from me for me and uh i just like helping people out that's good for me too so yeah um, when you're getting if you're getting beat up at least you can get a bit of a tan as well <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah yeah nothing better than that getting beat up again <laughs> I, have, I have a bit of a two-parter for you now miles first one is uh do you get to train with the original batch of ak fighters like koscheck fitch mike swick lads love sparring with john fitch he is a beast yeah i train with john fitch I was starstruck by John, John Fitch, if I was being honest, for a while because he would have been one of the guys I watched back in the day. Like, when people come up to me and they're like, who's John Fitch? I'm like, what? How do you know who John Fitch is? He's a fucking legend, like. And he's oh. the nicest guy as well, you know what I mean? He's such... He'd help you, like, to the... You'd just stay there. If you ask him a question, he'll just stay, stay there until you get it perfect. And he's such a great spar, such a great coach, and... He's a real genuine guy as well, you know what I mean? Really, really genuine. So I was so happy to train with John Fitch. But uh, I, I, I got to see a lot of the other old school guys like Kane Velasquez and all that and chatted to him. But 
John was closer to my weight, so he was the guy I got to play with most. You know. I actually met John Fitch's wife one time, uh, and I was talking for about 15 minutes before I realized. And then she was like, oh, what you do? And I was like, oh, well, you know, like me and my friend on podcast, and I'm main. She's like, no way. My, my uh, husband's then made for her. I was like, oh, what's his name? I expected to be like, oh, Bill Dakota, some like random fellow from Oklahoma or something like that who I've never seen before. I was like, oh, John Fitch. I was in like, I was like, as in John Fitch who fought like George St. Pierre for the belt. And she was like, yeah, that guy. And I was like, Jesus. I was like, what a solid argument. He's like top five best welterweights of all time. I was like, he's yeah. an absolute yeah. legend. Yeah. I thought he won that fight against Rory McDonald as well. Yeah, so did I actually when I was watching it. And I couldn't believe it because I sort of thought maybe he was past his prime and, you know, John Fitch was all fitched out. But... Uh, he has that grind in him. You won't get that grind out of John, you know. He mightn't be the best striker in the world, but if he gets a hold of you, it's going to be a while getting right. And he would have been like a long-time reigning champion in the UFC if it wasn't for George St. Pierre. If George St. Pierre did not exist, John Fitch was the man. Yeah, and, you know, I think he got dealt a bit of a hard card, a little bit like Jake Shields and Norman Park, you know. They're kind of mm. all in that category where they're not very good for promotions in the sense that they're going to win loads of fights and they mightn't beat the champion, but they'll take out all the people that could potentially beat the champion. You know? <laughs> so, and they're not the most exciting guys to watch, but they're, you know, for martial artists, pure martial artists, they're, they're great fighters and you can admire kind of their style, but for the average fan, it's just not good for business, really. Yeah, I get you. Um, obviously, there's like, you training with Khabib is something that's like, like well-documented. Um, can you tell us like what it's like training with Khabib and what he's like as a person as well? Like we previously had Josh Thompson on the show, he was telling us about him, but uh, we'd love to hear like a, an Irish opinion on it. Um, I I I really like Khabib. Uh, I I consider him a friend most definitely. Um, I wouldn't consider him a close friend, you know, because he's we're from different cultures, you know what I mean? And and I think that's what makes us good friends in a way because. There's a respect there, you know what I mean. I, I like to keep my distance too, you know what I mean. It's and he has his little, he has his friends and his uh, his Dagestani crew and the guys he's been training with in AK for years. And and I'm only really new to the place, really. Like I I, I plan on having like a long relationship with AK and going over every year. So uh, that'll probably build over time. But I think there's just a great mutual respect between me and Habib. And, uh, that does come from blood, sweat, and tears in the cage as well. So yeah. um, that kind of built over time. It's hard not to build respect for people that that help you grow. Like you know what I mean. So I feel like the two of us definitely helped each other grow more so. Um, yeah, he helped me grow so because it's great to step in there with the champ. Like you know what I mean, and to do uh, some solid rounds with him. And I gave him my best. So you know we built a good relationship from there. What's the What's the wrestling like? Oh, another level. It, it's just. He does the little things very, very well. Uh, it, you learn a lot about not to make things too complex and to keep your fundamentals in check. And uh, to think long-term in regards to your fitness and your conditioning, I've always been big on conditioning. Yeah. Uh, I've never uh, had any issue with conditioning in fights. Uh, and uh, it really kind of solidified that in my game, how much of an advantage it can be in, in, in competitions. As long as I use, use it, like a fight, I feel like I didn't leave any, everything in the in the tank or didn't empty the tank enough in that fight. I wasn't even really gassed out at the end of it, you know. So um, I think it gave me a great indication of how important conditioning is, you know. Like, I don't think Habib does anything particularly different in regards to techniques. I think he meshes the Sambo style is a very awkward style to deal with, you know. 
especially for pure wrestlers. There's a lot of trips uh, hybrided with wrestling techniques, and that's very interesting to watch, especially when you watch the wrestling gate, the wrestling uh, sessions, and how NCAA wrestlers match up against top level sambo fighters. And it's a very interesting matches. There's a lot of good wars that go on in the gym, unseen wars, you know. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. what makes them different is the is the sambo, the awkwardness, uh, the awkward sambo style, the real emphasis on conditioning and just the fundamental movements, you know. Yeah, I saw you also try to recruit him for uh, the Kilkenny Gal team. I know, yeah, I had to do that. Well, that, it, it, that, picture, it, that picture is That hilarious. picture is famous. It's a famous <laughs> picture, that is. <laughs> There's <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> My friend, Tom Kyo, he's on the he's on the Kilkenny hurling team before. He's on James, he's a very good friend of mine. He's on the James Stevens hurling team as well. And he, uh, I said to him, look, you know what, be savage. Because he got me a pair of Cleto raised gloves. Habib, like you know, and I was like, What Jesus, I couldn't believe that. Like, should I be our own a pair of them? He's like, No way, I dish out for them, they're fucking pricey. <laughs> and uh, Miles Pricey, yeah, good man, <laughs> Miles Pricey, Miles Pricey. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just said, You know what, it'd be nice to just give him a gesture of fucking thank you by getting him a Kilkenny jersey, keeping in the county as well, you know. So yeah, I got to send it over. It was the perfect fit and all, so it was pretty cool. Like you know, yeah, because there was a, there was another picture Will Surrey gave to John Lineker of a Tipperary shirt, yeah. and I remember we actually put up under the story, Ross. Remember there was a could be even the killer Kenny top and John uh, Johnny Walker with a Tipperary top. It was like which which one was better? Yeah. But, uh, like obviously like could be wrestling on a different level, but um, sorry, obviously could be wrestling on a different level. But is there any other people in AK that have that style as well? Because uh, it's crazy. Um, I think Islam's probably going to be the next, uh, the next lightweight champion. I mean, Does like, Islam uh, is that Islam, Islam Makachev? Islam Makachev, yeah. yeah. I think that he's probably going to be the next big thing. If I was being honest with you, I mean, like, he's just one of those guys that, like, he's the bit. He's definitely the most standout of everybody in AK in regards to, um in regards to levels like i mean like he, he hasn't really seen it in the cage yet like in the octagon you know and you might never will like some guys don't feel like i feel like i've only uh i've only shined a few times in my career like i, I and, and i feel like there's a building blocks to that you know what i mean like sometimes you need to have like performances where you look kind of okay and you're not letting go and there's a lot kind of that ties into how you the transition between how you perform in the gym and in the cage you know and that can might only shine through sometimes. And then with Islam, it hasn't even shone through at all. Like I mean, like yeah, he's destroyed lads as well. But still, like when you look at how he performs in the gym compared to how he does in the cage, there's no comparison. Like he just rapes lads, like you know. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I've been in there with him, and it's just like when when Javier asks me, and I'm just like, oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just a nightmare. Like, you know what I mean? He just he just throws NCAA lads around as well. You know? yeah. He struggles to get a fight as well, doesn't he? Sorry, he struggles to get a fight. I know Kevin Lee was sort of calling him out for a while, and like I, I feel like he's someone he just, who he doesn't have a name yet. And like people are like, oh, don't fight him because they know how good he is. He is very good, yeah, and he's risky too. You know what I mean? It's like it's like there there's other things to come into that as well. You know, like Kevin Lee is kind of taking the risk there. Like he's a much more well known fighter and um islam is extremely dangerous but not as well known you know like like habib is very very popular because he has a certain like he's he's done a great job habib because 
His style is kind of notoriously known to be boring, but he's made it exciting with the vicious ground and pound. And his, uh, yeah, his English ain't too bad either. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Islam's English is in the way, the main West and stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, before we get, like, like, before we move on, who do you, can you see, who can you see could be beaten, uh, losing to in the 155 division? And if, if, or even in the 170 pound, because this is, this is something that, like, we've asked numerous people and they just don't know. I think Connor, to be honest with you, I think I think Connor's the only guy that can that can beat Habib. I mean, there's nobody really else in the division that can that control. Like I've hit Habib with everything but the kitchen sink, and I'm not a knockout artist or anything like that. Like that's why I target the body a lot in my fights, you know. Yeah. So like, but Connor does have serious knockout power. Like I mean, he's the only fucker to ever break my nose as well in sparring. Like I mean, like he's he's serious. He's rocked me a few times. You know what I mean? And, you know, I've never been like knocked out or anything like that, but he's definitely the probably that he's definitely probably the hardest hitter I've ever come across anyway. And do you know it's just there's nobody else really in the division that has that other than Connor, you know, and I feel like that he's if there's anyone to beat him, it would be Connor, to be honest with you, you know what I mean? But if it gets past round three again, he's fecked, you know what I mean? He really is like, you know, it's just he has to do it in the rounds one and two. And if he doesn't, it's just going to go into deep waters again and that's game over you know the only other one that could do well i think would be maybe justin gaethje but you know i just don't think he has i think he's more of a brawler and you start brawling with a lead he's going to take it out yeah what about um tony ferguson sorry what about tony ferguson i think tony personally like i just feel like tony's too on he's almost too unorthodox and he's too He's not. He doesn't really. You, you you don't really look at Tony Ferguson's game and you go, "Wow, he's fundamentally sound." It looks like he's just made up all these techniques, <laughs> and it works so well for him. You know what I mean? Like it, it's his style. You know, it's what makes him great, and it's what it's what makes him win fights. But I just feel like that he'll make a load of mistakes that he won't be allowed to get away with with the that he has yeah. in the past opponents. You know, and it will be Khabib's toughest fight. But it will go the five rounds and it'll be just like another decision for the lead, I feel, you know. Hold on there, lads. Hold on. Hello, John Kavanagh. Oh, what's that? Miles Price is allowed back in SPG after saying Conor McGregor can beat Khabib. Brilliant news, lads. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking, Breaking news. news. Breaking news. You're back in. You're back in. You're welcome to SPG again. I'm team lineup for life. Don't mind that. Miles, we have to get into your most recent fight. Uh, it was in Bellator, Dublin. Um, you like in the build up to this against Peter Creedy, this was like this was something that like like all the fans were like really, really enjoying, like something they were looking forward to. Because I feel like Bellator sometimes there's no real like you know there's uh, how do you explain? It? There's no real like Tensions story, there. sort of yeah, like a story. Like obviously the Richie yeah, Cody, few few grudge matches. Yeah, like Richie Cody against MVP. That was that was funny as well in the build up. Like you know, but like yeah. you and Peter, yeah, Creedy, but the only the only problem with that is that is that I think with the likes of it is exciting the build up but like Richie ha- is a very good fighter but he just isn't MVP's level not yet you know what I mean yeah but uh, like after after you won the fight like uh, nobody really noticed till after that you were like one of the only few people like I think only a couple of people that won that didn't get a shot in the mic um, did you ever find out why you weren't given that opportunity because uh, that was that was a big big moment for you it was, a, it was a big moment. I had a couple of things that I wanted to say as well, like in regards to 
just give my respects to SBG and the team and it's all martial arts and stuff like that. And yeah. it's just leave it at dead at that. Like, you know, like I don't, like I don't hold any grudges against Bellator, but I think it's, uh, I think it kind of speaks for itself uh, about where their intentions are and the respect they have for fighters as a whole. I think it was very disrespectful. It wasn't only disrespectful to me, it was disrespectful to my team and it was disrespectful to mixed martial arts as a whole. Um, I feel like that you should give a martial artist his, uh, his time in the mic when it's due. And uh, I trained very, very hard for that. And I put a lot of myself into that fight camp. And uh, I think that it shows, it shows favoritism. It doesn't show that there's, very, uh, there's a lot of fairness in that promotion. And I like Bellator. I do a lot, but I think it's very unfair how they treat me, to be honest with you. Yeah, what's called myself? Um, sorry, Russ, let, let me just, just get this out of the way. Uh, the thing is, also stay on the show, right? Like we we do cover MMA, we do cover boxing, we do cover rugby, and we do cover football, and then we also have like uh, comedians on the show as well. But like yeah. we're not, we're never like trying to stir shit, and we're like just trying to get like just actually have a have a good chat and to entertain people. And like there, when you won that, like it was sort of like yeah, the build up it was this that and the other, but you not getting that chance. It was like here, look. That's really unfair, and, that, and like that, 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 like that was just not right, you know. I don't know, I don't know where I was going on that tangent, but I, it was just like we're not here. To we had to get it off your chest. Yeah, yeah, we're just like, <laughs> like no, it, I just I felt bad for you, man. After like doing that in the build-up, you were almost you were seen as the bad guy. Then like you won like that. I think that was a, a huge opportunity for you to, for them to get pushed because you haven't been on a belt work card since. And that's where I sort of want. I want to get into it. Uh, first of all. Did did the build up on social media get you? Because I'm pretty sure like there was like rat emojis being posted everywhere with your name against it, and then like Peter Queeley's walkout was probably like the biggest walkout in Bellator history. You know what I mean? Like when he comes out to a uh, zombie. You know what I mean? So I was just wondering, like, did either of those two things get you? And then did anyone from SVD say anything to you after the fight? Uh, <clears throat> let me think here. Uh, first off, Ashley Day. I know, yeah. I know it's hers first. He's taking it off her. He didn't go for his own shit. But uh, <laughs> um, what was the what was the other question again? So just just were you, were you phased by the walkout or like the comments on social media beforehand? Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't at all. To be honest with you, uh, I know who I am as a person. I know my morals. I know mm. my principles. So I think when you have that intact and you know who you are. Uh, you know, like you can call me anything you want, like, you know, I know who I am, I know where I stand, and I know what I represent. So, like, it doesn't mean anything to me. Like, if it hurt me, if it hurt me, then it would be more of an indication that I actually yeah. believed I was that person. You know what I mean? I was a rat and I betrayed it. I knew I wasn't. So, you can call me what you want, like, you know, and in regards to the, in regards to the peers walkout, um, I am, um, I, I don't really get by that because uh, I probably would have years ago uh, in my in my when I was younger because like said little things like that external things would have probably gotten to me uh, I do a lot of uh, sports performance uh, mental training leading up to fights with Rich Shanahan he's a uh, team rhino he's a sports psychologist and uh, he was my first one so um, yeah that those things just don't phase me I just tunnel vision when it comes to fighting and uh, in regards to guys I talked to outside in SVG, I, I, I more so kind of bump into the jiu-jitsu guys, mm. and they're really lovely guys, and I have a lot of respect for them. 
I've a lot of respect for a lot of the SVG guys. I just don't agree with some of their actions and how yeah. they betray themselves. And, and did you, Peter, have a few words after the fight? Yeah, like, uh, I, I just, not, not, not in the back or anything like that, no. Like, I, I don't think that myself and Peter will ever have that kind of relationship, you know. Uh, I feel like that it was just respect that we fought and we gave it all. And uh, um, I had a lot of respect for him that he kind of said that the beef was over. But he started going down the roads then of making excuses as to how he felt he won the fight and how these polls uh, said that he won. But of course, those polls are going to say that one, they could be rigged, or two, there are a lot of keyboard warriors that are SBG fans. Like, I mean, they're the most popular gym in, in, in probably the world. Like, I mean, <laughs> like anyone that trains over there who's close to Connor is, of course, going to, like, you know what I mean, be favorited with the fans and stuff. Like, that's just the way it goes. Like. Yeah, I think what I was trying to get out earlier for uh, I don't know what I was saying, but I was just like after seeing that, like you, everyone sort of against you, it almost looked like, and then for you to win, it was like right, you not getting that five minutes to just be like, here, look, this is me. I'm after like I'm after you like uh, thanks or not, not thanks. Like you, you're you to explain not explain yourself, but just I don't know you're just robbed of that moment, and I just didn't feel it didn't sit well with me, you know, like yeah, and the, the effort all. MMA athletes have if they win and they don't get that chance it's just real it's like well, especially I feel that I feel that fight as well like you know what I mean because it was the fight that everyone kind of came to see as well it was co-main event yeah and then yeah event. then you weren't even on the next few cards I just couldn't believe it I was like because I met you a few weeks after or however long after I was like I thought I was a really nice guy and he's after coming out and that's people fight their whole careers to get a moment like that to win to then get to the trajectory like look at the amount of UFC fighters looking for that big win and then that was your big win and then it was just like put to the put in the shelf. And then look what Peter Creedy's gone on and done. Came back against Ryan Scope. Yeah, like, there's iconic fights around. Yeah, there's there's just there's just there's just look. That's just straight up politics. That's what that is. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. And I'll be honest with you. Like I think if I was more of in this game for the money and what people think of me and my social media followers, I probably would have taken. It's just, it just, it just, you know, I'm not in this for that. I fought for years with not getting any purses. And the fact of the matter is, is that I leave my personal life behind when I train for fights. I leave my, my team behind when I train for fights. They deserve my attention, the people that I love, the people that I care about, my friends, my family, my team at home that aren't getting the attention that they need to get because I'm focusing on myself for fights. I need to fucking make a decision on what it's worth if I'm not getting treated the way I should be getting treated. It's like the first fight they offered me was against a guy that was coming off a six-year layoff, and I knew he was good too, and he was risky, at the bottom of the fucking prelims. And I just came off yeah. a co-main event win at Bellator, and now Peter's fighting a top rank opponent in the co-main event, or fucking whatever was co-main event against, uh, who was it against that? Right, scope. scope. That was Scope that time, yeah. Yeah, scope. Like, how does that make any sense? Like, and scope, you know, scope arguably won that fight uh, against Pitbull as well. So, like, I yeah. it just didn't make sense. You know, I mean, it was a huge fight. Like, and then on top of that, like, you know, I did call out Kiefer on social media because I was extremely roiled up. It got to me a little bit. I got frustrated. And I talked to a couple of my very close friends, they'll be completely honest with me. It wouldn't be business minded, but more so kind of like morally and like, personal. You know, they, they want best for me as a person. You mm. know I mean, and they said, "Look, uh, Kiefer Crosby is a good fucking fight for you if you're coming off a loss. You know what I mean? Like because you're taking all the risk here. You know what I mean? It's like 
you know, you're jumping into this fight against a guy that, you know, he is risky keeper. He's a very good fighter, like, but he's risky, like, you know, like anything can happen in a fight. I know I beat him, like, you know, he's 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 exactly right on my street for someone to beat, like, you know, but like, why why am I doing this if I'm just taking if if I did a fight like that and I come back and they just I'm just I'm begging for almost a fight, like, you know what I mean, off something I shouldn't have to. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna put my fucking focus into my team now because that's where it matters the most. And uh, it just wouldn't have sat right with me if I fought. Like even for the fact that they offered me a guy coming off a six-year. Who was that? Uh, Ryan Roddy. Oh, okay, yeah. And then I had to, and then I had to beg almost for a fight like Kiefer, which in a, in a, in a way was a win-win for him. Like he's not as experienced as me. He's not as he's not actually established at all in the fucking lightweight division. He's just going around asking. Well, he hasn't fought there yet. He hasn't fought there yet. She's going around just like being Billy Big Balls, asking to fucking have his own fight division. Like you know, it's like it's like I know I fucking smash Kiefer, but why am I giving him the opportunity when like look at where Peter is on this card? Like he's co-made event against like a a top ranked opponent. Like it just didn't sit well with me. And I was like, do you know what? If I came off a loss, I'd take the fight of Kiefer and Harpy because it is a good fight in those circumstances. But the fact of the matter is, I'm not in this for social media likes or money. If you're going against what I feel like is just and right, I'm going to put my focus into something else and I don't care what people think about that, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing as well. Like, uh, like obviously, I said it earlier, but uh, if, if, if that had happened to anyone, we'd still be like, that well, I would if that wouldn't go down on me yet as well, you know. If the shoe was on the other foot, say if Peter won, then Peter was down, you were up. I'd be like, hey, what? Well, like Peter's have to win, you know what I mean? But um, I, think, but I think Barry that we were talking to Philip Mo Peter, the Honey Badger, very likable guy. Uh, that he was saying they need to stop putting all the Irish guys against the Irish guys. They've done that for like too long, and like the Irish guys need to fight. I don't know UK guys, European guys, American guys. So therefore, like it makes it more obvious who to cheer for as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I like the thing is, is that I'm probably going to like my all a lot of my fights. If I do fight for Bellator again or for someone else, me preferably, I'd like to fight guys from other countries because I don't like fighting against the guys that they have to bump into all the time in the fucking in the MMA circuit, especially when there's a, a, a animosity between us. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You see them on the bus. You see them on the bus, and they, they, they're the seat beside them is the only one that's free. And you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> all, the so, SB, uh, all the SVG boys are the bullies at the back of the bus. So I'm the goody finishing. Miles, Bellator uh, Dublin rolls around in October. Uh, who do you think you're going to end up a match against if you do get on the card? And who would you like to fight? When is it? October, is it? Yeah. yeah. How many months away is that now? What month are we in now? Lost track. Or in April. Five months away. Ah. Oh, do you know what? They'll probably match me up again. Like you see, you see, circumstances are different now again. I'll probably if they offer me Kiefer now, I'll probably fucking take it. I I'm they're probably gonna offer me again Kiefer Crosby, if I was being honest. And look, it's gone to that stage now where like the fact of the matter is is that you can't hold on to something you did past. Mm. Like I was like at the time, it was I felt it was the right decision for me not to take those fights. Uh, for me now, I, I feel like it would be a good fight against Keeper because I'm not as relevant as what I was like a year ago. Obviously, you know it was a long time ago. A lot has happened then, from then. So 
like for them, you see, they're a business. Bellator, Bellator is a business, and John mm. Kavanaugh has extremely close ties in that. You know, mm. so you're never really going to win uh, if you're fighting against an SVG guy, especially in Ireland. But I'm in this catch twenty two where I have to fight SVG guys almost because I haven't lost against an SVG guy, and I and I have a reputation of kind of having a bit of beef with them, even though I don't really care about it. Like I don't actually have beef with them, but I just I've, 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 I'm very vocal about my opinion. Like if somebody yeah. tells me something, I'm not going to hold back how I feel just to make other people feel nice about themselves. I don't care. Like, you know, yeah. that's, that's, almost probably, like, that's almost like, Ricky, that's almost like Ricky Bandejas as well. He's after beating a few of the SPG lads and now, now Brian Moore wants him next, you know? Yeah. That's a good fight. Brian's a good fighter. I like Brian. Yeah. Well, I'm not even messing with The people we've had on the show have all been fucking sound. Like it's all, you're obviously getting added to the list. Well, maybe yeah. we'll see at the end of this go. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just cool. And, like to be honest, like myself and Ross just want everyone to do well. Like you know, that's it. Yeah, I do. Feel like fairness, there's a big enough pond that everyone can do well as well. Yeah. Especially in Ireland. Look, I'm just in this. I'm just in this sticky predicament where it's it just it's great for marketing for me versus yeah. an SVG guy. But you know, at the end of the day, like you know, we're all from Ireland. We should all be supporting each other. Yeah. And, it is about facing guys on them bigger stages, you know. Yeah. But, um, and also, let, let's be honest, it's not like Connor didn't have some sort of Russian fella in his camp doing a bit of Sambo, you know what I mean? Like, where's that yeah, fella but, getting all the abuse? Yeah, of course, for sure. Like, that's not how it, you know, that's just not, that's how, not how, it, it, how it came about. You just happened to be there and then happened to be the Irish guy who decided yeah, to be ostracized. It's the amount of coincidences, to be honest with you. I wouldn't blame people for feeling yeah. that I did it deliberately, to be honest. Like there's nothing I can do to 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 stop them from putting all these things together and going. He did it deliberately, you know. So. Yeah, it was it was portrayed as that, and I was like, did he actually do that? And then like you find out actually like no, and then you you know what I mean? Then you're like, oh, yeah. And also you can't blame like if someone would, like I don't even like train and make like, but if someone's like trying to go train with Khabib, I'd be like, oh well, I have to do it. Like it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know I mean, and Daniel Cormier as well, like one like the goats to ever do it. You know what I mean? Luke Rockhold, Josh Thompson. I mean, you have some of the best boys in the world out there. It's like, it's a no-brainer to say yes. That's some cracking sparrows with Josh as well. He's a beast. Yeah, he's, he is. He's, he's our good mate. Yeah, he's Me and him good. had a good whiskey one time. He's a good, he's a good, he's a good guy, Josh, yeah. Yeah, he's he good. Is. But, uh, Miles, man, um, we're going to have to get you back on again in the build-up to your next fight, no matter where it is. Mm. And uh, hopefully you stay safe during the rest of this lockdown, you know? You're a good man. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Ross, and else to say? No, guys, uh, as you can see, the headlines from this, Khabib's an animal. Connor can beat him. He doesn't actually hate the SPG, guys. So if you do agree with all those facts, make sure to like, share, subscribe. And as always, stay stay energized. energized. Stay energized.